the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. This goes out to Smash with you right here. Appreciate you listening. Coming on, uh, what, quarter after five right now. Got some uh, uncomfortable conversation coming up in just a little bit. We'll turn you on to what that's all about. Just real, real quick on behalf of Mark, Mark Horn over there at Landmark Realty. Happy holiday season. If it's time for you to get your house sold, you got a list with the leader. These are the guys to call. 618-466-1513. 618 466 1513. Might be better for you, maybe even just go straight to the website, see all the houses that are available. GodfreyLandmark.com. See the houses that are available. You can compare, contrast yours to those and see what might be the correct listing price. But these guys know the territory, they know the river bend. Landmark Realty does. So you list with a leader, you got all that kind of stuff covered. If it's time for you to buy a house, these are the folks who know what's out there. These are the folks, if you go to that website, godfreylandmark.com, get yourself listed to be amongst the first in the morning when a new listing does come up. Boom. How easy is that, man? You got to jump on something else, you know? Pretty good. So just turn you on to good stuff with a happy holidays Message from Matt Horn and everybody over there at Landmark Realty. And I'll tell you what I like about them. They've been doing this business for 20 years as Landmark Realty and even more so beyond that. But what they do is they know how to do that paperwork. If you've ever done real estate paperwork, man, what a hassle. And the great part of it is you can trust these guys and make sure all that stuff is running right for you. Of course, you know, check it out. Read it to yourself. But, man, you don't have to mess with none of that. Hey, they take all that away from you. You got nothing but happiness coming your way because your house is getting sold, because you're listing with a leader, or you're buying a brand-new house. Landmark Realty. Matt Horn is the guy to ask for. 618-466-1513. Or you can find him at GodfreyLandmark.com. Crown 
sounds right there. Smash with you right here. Hey, appreciate you being on with us here. Now, I'm going to put this young man on the line here. Al, you there, partner? Yes, sir. I'm here. Beautiful. Al Womack is the guy who runs the Boys and Girls Clubs of Alton here in the River Bend. And, you know, Al, make sure that your kids got a place that they can come to and they are protected and they have nothing but a good time over there, not only as far as play is concerned, but as far as enlightenment and education is concerned because ain't nothing but good comes your way out of the Boys and Girls Clubs here in Alton. Let me ask Al, before we uh, get into your uh, podcast that you do on Thursday nights, how's it going as far as this the early days of raising money for the new playgrounds concerned? It's, it's, we, we, we've kind of hit a stalemate. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we had, we had a challenge set out there by yeah. Eddie, and we had a couple uh, people, him and Simmons Hanley Conroy, step up to the challenge. But then it's kind of been slow since. But we're not discouraged at all, Smash. Sure. We think once the new year starts, exactly. um, that that people will get on board. So we'll we'll kind of reboot it right again exactly. around the new year. Exactly right, man. And here at uh, WBGZ, we're honored to be a part of that drive. And you know, we lay back for the Christmas season. We understand people got uh, some other things they may want to be concentrating on. But right after that, January first, we get back on it. And then, boom, we raise that money. We get that taken care of. The new playground for the kids, man. It ain't nothing but a blessing all the way around. Exactly, man. It's all about the kids. Now we got to yeah, do it for the kids. Exactly. Well, let me ask you about this because uh, Nick Dar, our VP GM here, Nick Dar was telling me about your podcast that you do. It's more kind of like a Zoom cast or something that, I guess, but it's uh, – it's titled Uncomfortable Conversation. So that's a great title. That uh, might get people to come on in because they want to see and or hear and or participate in what that conversation might be. Enlighten us as to what this whole thing is on Thursday nights. Sure, sure. And and, and, and I'll go back. We've been doing it probably roughly about six months now. Uh-huh. It, it, it stems back to when racial, racial tensions were very high yeah. around the George Floyd situation right. in Minnesota. Um Racial tensions being high, people are, are hurt and upset about what's taking place and wanting to see change and wanting mm-hmm. to be a part of change. Um, so I was nudged by some community members. Oh, we think you, you would be a great facilitator if you can lead these conversations. Yeah. Um, because I myself was hurt, angry, and frustrated mm-hmm. at what I was seeing on TV. Right. Um, and at some point, you know, things have to stop and things have to change. and We do have to come together as a people. Right. So. So in order for growth to happen, you have to get uncomfortable. Nothing grows or changes That's out of right. comfort and comfortable. Right. So right. we titled it Uncomfortable Conversations with some topics that will make you squirm, yeah. um, you know, or make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But, but again, we have people that are interested in um, being a part of change, and the concept here is you have to lean in. So you have to lean in to be a part of this conversation. You have to lean in mm-hmm. to become uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um and, and we, we just took it from there. But the topics have ranged from implicit biases, microaggressions, um, education and judicial reforms, uh, injustices, mental health, education, politics, cultural differences, um, and, and you name it. We, we, we talk about all those things that affect us as a people and, and that affect us as a culture. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is not just a uh, African-American thing. It's uh, an all-people type of thing where everyone is involved. It's, it's definitely an all-people type of thing. Yeah. We have a diverse group of people that mm-hmm. sit on every Thursday night um, consistently, probably about 20, 20 people typically nice. sit in. 
Nice. Um, and, 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 you know, at the end of the conversation, you know, people are comfortable. They're relieved. Yeah. And, 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 again, in the beginning of the conversation, there's definitely some uncomfortableness, um, but definitely a diverse group. And, and the people that participate are able to ask questions mm-hmm. that they may have not been able to ask or comfortable asking someone else. Mm-hmm. But, again, this is a safe space. Yeah. No one, no one right. will be attacked or feel attacked. You mm-hmm. know, ask those questions, clear up those biases, and let's grow. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask how somebody gets into this on Thursday nights. So what times does it start? That kind of stuff. Yes. Um, so we start at 7 p.m. every mm-hmm. Thursday. Um, I, I typically don't just put the information out there. Yeah. But it's a phone call or an email to me. I'll give my email address. And, and I'm not sure if people drive sure. it can write it down. But I can be reached at the Boys and Girls Club, 462-6249. Mm-hmm. Or my email address is awomack.com. BGC Alton at AOL.com. Right. Um, it's just making a request or even I'm, I'm on Facebook, Al Womack, mm-hmm. uh, make a request, message me. I'll send the link. And, um, and we, we go from there. Uncomfortable conversation can lead to uh, a, a knowledge and or acknowledgement of situations. You ever had anybody so uncomfortable that they've either left, they've been angry, they made other people more uncomfortable Anybody play like that? No, nobody has played like everybody. So we set the ground rules in the beginning yeah. of the conversation. Uh-huh. You know, no one should walk away feeling attacked. Um, you know, but I think there's been some follow-up where, yeah. you know, I'll get a phone call from someone that's participated and say, oh, I, I think that topic was very divisive. Mm. You know, like, like, you know, but again, that, that made that, that made that topic made particular topic may have made someone uncomfortable. That's right. And we'll talk about it some more. Yeah. And they and, and, and again there's two sides to everything, right? So mm-hmm. they'll look at it from from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um and then be able to whether you accept it or not, but you know, if, if you agree to disagree, but you understand it from a different person's mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me how I feel if you don't know what I've experienced. You can't tell me, you know, how to feel yeah. if you don't know what I've experienced. So it's hearing it from a different perspective. In these Zoom sessions, you see people. You think people are ever hindered as far as what they're saying because their face is right there on camera? I don't. I don't. Um, and I'm a pretty good reader of facial expressions yeah. and body language. Yeah. Um, and I will say, um, maybe some people have not returned. Some people have sat in on particular topics. Mm. And, you know, what I do is I try to put the topics out there that we're going to discuss. Yeah. And people have the option of, of logging in or not. But um, some people have not returned, maybe because they've been too uncomfortable. Right. Um, but for the most part, we have a base of people that, it, it, honestly, it almost sounds like, it almost feels like a family right now. Nice. They'll start off being very uncomfortable, yeah. but you have the same people returning to the point that they're saying, I can't wait for this pandemic to be over so right. we can meet and hug uh, and talk. Right, right, right. You know? right. So it, it's, it's working out for the good. Very good. Well, how about, uh, just for the sake of example, uh, so you could turn me on to it at least. How about me and you getting into some uncomfortable conversation? How would that go? Um, so basically, I will put a topic out there, yeah, and um, and then just ask people to give their thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could ask you from an education perspective mm-hmm. what what we've learned. Um, how much would you know? Let's say about Black history. Mm-hmm. How much would I know? Yeah, oh, uh, in my particular situation in life, I would know a lot. In that I went to a black uh-huh. high school, 85% black. I grew up there. I was accepted by the black community in Indianapolis. Always been accepted by the black community in the various uh, cities that I've lived. So to a certain extent, I, I believe I know a little more about black history than just to use a term, the normal white guy. Sure. Sure. Okay. And and, and that, that's come up a lot because I mm-hmm. think when 
you look at the struggles of black people, and yeah. if you hadn't been taught that and hadn't been in your history books, right. then there's no way you can understand that. Mm-hmm. So, so we've had some conversations around that. Yeah. We've had conversations. We've had the police chief on to talk about yeah. uh, excessive force, you know, and what those policies yeah. look like. Um, that's uncomfortable when you have people saying, well, why do you have to shoot people versus tase them? Yeah. You know, that could be uncomfortable for that officer. Yeah, right. So it, it's really getting an understanding on why people mm-hmm. are responding and reacting mm-hmm. and saying what they're saying and doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. When uh, um, let me throw let me throw one of you out. You ready? Talking with Al Womack oh, here from the uh, the Alton Boys and Girls Club. All right, so I saw this. I'm a white guy, and sure. um, they sang the Star Spangled Banner. Who was okay. it? Daggone, I don't remember. But Star Spangled Banner the the other night at, at one of the games. And at the end of the Star Spangled okay. Banner, the three and the home of the brave. And as he sang "Home of the Brave," national anthem. A song for all colors. He put up the Black Power Fist. Now, as a white guy, uh-huh. I might be, I might be curious as to why. I might be curious as to, well, that kind of scares me. You know, some white people uh-huh. would be thinking uh-huh. uh, along that that line. How do you uh, sure. explain that to those who may not be familiar with what he did and maybe why he did? Because you weren't him, you don't know. But maybe you know why he did that. Sure. No, and, and I don't know because everybody has their own reasons. Right. But that was a huge. That was a huge topic for us, Smash. Oh yeah. Um, because some of the white people on the call said, "Well, it, it's it's the home of the free." Yeah. You know, uh, land of the free and the home of the brave. Right. And then and then and then, you know, you have some black people say, but. We weren't free when this was written. Right. We still don't feel free yeah. based on the injustices. Mm-hmm. So so now there's some conversations, mm-hmm. you know, centered around that. So so why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Then you talk about experiences um, dating back in history. Uh, when some of these things were written, it didn't include white people. I mean, I'm sorry, black people when they were written. Mm-hmm. So how could it include black people now? Yeah. Um, so there's questions even, you know, as I watched. The Star Spangled Banner, and I look across the room to see people that are standing and people that are not yeah. standing. And you know, maybe you wonder why is that guy not standing? Well, we don't know what his personal experience has been. Mm-hmm, uh, right. We don't know how that impacts him. Mm-hmm. I personally feel, at the very least, acknowledge the flag out of respect, whether you agree or disagree. Right. Right on. Um, that's my personal views on it. Whether yeah. you know to whoever, whether you agree or disagree, just out of respect for your fellow brother, mm-hmm. um, for this country. And, and, and from there, but everybody, again, has a different stance on it. And, again, right. I see guys that maybe put their fist up or take the knee. Um, I don't judge anybody based on how they approach that. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable Conversations is Thursday nights with Al Womack. I got one more uh, for you here. I'll see what you think, man. Yes, sir. All right, so I'm a white guy, and uh, I see mm-hmm. all that uh, is heralded and applauded and uplifted to the black community, to the black culture. It's fantastic. Bravo. Proud of you in, in reality as a human being. But you know what? White people have done a few things too. How come we don't get to herald our things that, that we done, but the black folks do? But wait a minute. I'm a white guy over here. I don't I don't get to say, yeah, well, we did this and we did that and our community's getting together and we're uh, proud white folks. There's a lot of uh, folks out, out there. That thing along the, that, that, those ways. What do you say to that? You're, you're exactly right. And, and, and I'll, just based on that question alone, it's like you need to come on the show, right? Ah, uh, right on. You're saying, you're saying, you're saying, and what I'm taking you're saying is, black people are able to celebrate accomplishments and successes, but you're saying white people don't? 
Well, that's the way a lot of white people. It's a lot of way uh, the way a lot of people, white people, especially even white people, have no problem with the black culture uplifting themselves like this because somebody's got to. And bravo that they have the capabilities and the smarts to go ahead and do this. Always have had, but wait a minute, I'm an immigrant from Greece. That's a country. Sure, that's where I came from. Uh-huh. I'm an immigrant from okay. Greece. Came here. My ancestors didn't have any slaves, but all of a sudden, because I'm white, I am Uh ensnared in this deal where I'm not of value because of what the white ancestry in this United States did. I wasn't a part of that. My ancestors weren't a part of that. How do you deal with that, Al, in uncomfortable conversation? You know what? We Again, I don't think there's a topic we haven't touched on. Yeah. The same thing, and and, and hope I'm I'm not even alluding to your question, but— but you're right. Even as it talked uh, to the point of black people, where uh, some, some black people did not derive from Africa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where right they on. say, "Well, I'm being classified as African American, yes, and I have no ancestry in in Africa." Yeah. So you know, so it's I think I think what we've done as a people, we've classified people as black or white, mm-hmm. with no in between, right? Mm-hmm. There's no you could be from anywhere else. You're either black or white. We're judging you based on black or white. But I think until we talk and get to understand one another yeah. and who we really are, our backgrounds, and accept those things, that's, 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 I think not doing those things have gotten us to where we're at. Mm-hmm. And we're not I making know. much progress right. taking that approach. Having these uncomfortable conversations now says, let me, I can better understand you then, Smash. Mm-hmm. Or I can better understand you, Al, if that's not uh, who you are, yeah. that's not your background. But you yeah. don't know that. We, we're left to assume. Yeah. Um, and I think in regards to just celebrating, um, I think because, you know, you'll hear black people uh, the black experience has been uh, 400 years of slavery and oppression that it's, you know, to, to uplift and encourage um, black success. And you, you see a bigger celebration. Mm-hmm, right um, I've always shared with my white friends, because there's a black title, it does not mean white people are excluded. Right on. So I've had more white friends ask me about a black expo. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to say black out? Shouldn't it just be for everyone? Yeah. And, and, and yes, it should be, right? Yeah. But then I think, you know, when, when, the, when the black is put on it, it's also, as a black person, do I feel comfortable walking into this environment knowing that I'm going to be the minority, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So what happens when you flip that and say, okay, here's a black expo. Mm-hmm. What I tell my white friends are, you would be <laughs> extremely accepted walking into a black event. Trust yeah, me. yeah, right um, Putting black on it is showing black people, hey, you're welcome here. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it makes white Good people think the, the opposite when it comes to them. Yeah. But I, I challenge all my white friends to walk into a black event. Watch how you're celebrated for walking through those doors. Yeah, that's a nice bravo to have there. One last thing, man. If I decided to sure. put on a white event, the White Expo, there's going to be all kinds of uh, hell coming down on me. At least that's the way it's pervaded in society. How does that play into the uncomfortable conversation? Because I think our white people, the minority, are the majority in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I ask you that, right? Mm-hmm. right. So is it, a, is it assumed or alleged that because it says Expo? Yeah. That that's automatically what I'm listening. You following me? Uh, maybe so, so not. You don't, you don't you don't have to put a title on the on the event. Gotcha. Um, okay. Again, most events right don't up. have to put a title on it. Right. Up. Um, I don't title my event because it's open to everyone. Right on. Um, but I think yeah, I, I think sometimes when we put a title on it, the other feel left out. But I think with most events, it's assumed that it's a white event. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. It's, hey, all this but, is mess until we. Hey, until we have these conversations yes. and understandings, yes. well, maybe we can remove titles and remove prejudices, you know, and understand one another as a people. I think 
we're going to keep debating this. Yeah. You know, we're going to keep debating it. But I, I will say with our Zoom conversation, you don't even have to debate much more. It's, it's really a great, healthy conversation. Nice. We've gotten to that point. Nice. You want to put out how people uh, can get hold of this and get into this on Thursday night? Yeah. So I would say, again, message me, Al Womack, on Facebook, um, in Messenger. If you say, hey, Al, I'm interested in, in joining a Zoom call, I will send the link that way. You can call me at the Boys and Girls Club, 462-6249. Um, or shoot me an email. My email is out there on Facebook as well. Um, let, let's let's come together as a people. Let's come together as a community, and, and we there take that one step at a time. Well, I'll tell you what, these uncomfortable conversations Thursday nights, that's just part of the start of a communication that leads to yeah. you getting the opportunity to change, and change gives you the opportunity to better yourself, not only individually but as a group but as a people. So I say bravo on what you're doing there, man, and salute because I'm firing some stuff on there that I know a lot of my white friends are, are asking me about, and sometimes I don't exactly. know what to say, you know. But man, this is this is something, you know. I tell you what, I uh, wow. How long does this this thing last? Al? Is it a half hour, an hour? Or you go any particular? No, time? we we go about an hour and a half. But really? I, I tell people to get to get off when they have to get off. Yeah, right. You know, if when your time and you have to go, you have to go. But. Yeah. But, but Smash, we've had the assistant state's attorney on there again, the police chief, our our, our county judges are on yeah. there regularly, yeah. lawyers, business owners, school board members, nice. superintendents. Um, again, if we're going to lead our community into, um, if we're just going to lead them into the positive yeah. direction, I think it starts with us leaders being able to have those conversations and, and then sharing the message. That's Al Womack, Uncomfortable Conversations, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Alton here in the Riverbend. Buddy, I appreciate you taking the time, and I thank you for the enlightenment. That sounds like a, a cool thing you're doing, and it's definitely about the uplifting of society in general. I salute you on that, my man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. wherever you go because i am at where you is the, the smash, smash daily, daily podcast, podcast at smashdaily.com
Presser long hair there for you. I love it. That's the sounds of the Big Easy right there. Jambalaya, of course, uh, Hank Williams tune from the way back when. But, man, there's so many different versions that come of that. I tell you what, when you think that kind of music here in the St. Louis area, in the River Bend, you think about two locations. I'm talking about one out there in Creve Corps and one over here in Edwardsville. I'm talking about Gulf Shores Restaurant, Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com, and all the best food from the Parker family recipe catalog, cookbook, whatever you want to call it, is there for you. And it is the food of the Big Easy. It is the food of the Gulf Shores. That's the name right there. Now, over this last weekend, we had the opportunity, Thanksgiving Day, for a young man, Carson Bailey is his name, and he had the uh, poem that wound up winning this whole thing as far as the turducken is concerned. I'm going to grab the poem right here. Unless, Carson, are you there, buddy? Hey, yeah, I'm here. All right. You know this poem by heart by some chance? You want me to read it? Uh, You're going to need to read it. <laughs> I'm going to read it because, Harry, are you all on the on the line here, too? Hey, how was Thanksgiving for you, partner? Yeah, it was good. We had a good family. It was a very short family, so it was good. Yeah, right on. Buddy, I tell you what. You have by chance any, like, turducken leftovers or anything? I may wind up going to Carson's house for turducken leftovers. How long does that, that go? I mean... You can get leftovers, what, uh, two or three days or four well, days or what? There'll be another time yeah. uh, that'll, that you know, for Christmas, if we can get any turkeys, mm-hmm. that we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Joe, right now, I mean, we, we, we sold every one we bought, and, of course, we didn't. But yes. I tell you what, we gave one to the police department and fire department of Edwardsville, which yeah. we do every year. Right. And they can't stop talking about it. <laughs> Fantastic. And now, is this the week that Gulf Shores takes the Edwardsville location and moves it on over to uh, the teachers over there at uh, Edwardsville, what, high school? What we're doing right now is that we're trying to check to see. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're trying to make sure that the, the setting is right. We've made the commitment. We have to do it. We're going to try to do it before the 18th, but yeah. we're trying to understand right now, you know, what's going on with the school district and the teachers. So the principal yeah. over there, we're working together. As soon as they give us the okay, we're going to treat the teachers at Edwardsville High School to a uh, to a taco and gumbo lunch. Ah, nice taco and gumbo. Man, that should be fantastic. All right, All right cool. Pass you there. We're there. Carson, you there? Yep, I'm here. All right, so hey, see, I can do more. I can do more than just cook some duck because I'm a bad dude. <laughs> hey, uh, Carson, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hey, I, w- I just I just want to uh, read the uh, poem, the prose that you put forth. It's titled Turducken. Why did the chicken, because turducken's made of chicken and duck and turkey, why did the chicken cross the road to quickly duck under the big turkey on the other side? The taste of this turducken concoction must be foul, F-O-W-L, a bird connotation. We would love to gobble it up. We're no chicken to trying new food in gastrations. This means the ingestion of something along the lines of a turducken. Let us take a quack at what it must look like. It is probably moist and juicy with everything stuffed inside. This makes us think it tastes clucking awesome. It is hard to wrap our mind around how delicious this wrapped meal must be. It is a feast all packed into a single dish. We only have one 
107.1 words to complete this feast of W. And that was it. Salute to you being right on time as far as the words and the point one is concerned there. I think one of the reasons you got the win over some others is because you did indeed hit the point one where others went longer and or shorter. And I salute you for that, Carson Bailey. So really, we got Harry Parker over here. I imagine when you got into Gulf Shores, Harry said, come on in, young man. You have just got yourself oh, yeah. a, a, a deliciousness like nobody has ever had. Go ahead and tell that story, Carson. Uh, so uh, I, me and my brother made a turducken about 10 years ago. Really? I've wanted one ever since. Yeah. And uh, my mother-in-law told me about this competition. Yeah. And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it decided to come up with a poem yeah. type thing to go with. And uh, it, well, the rest is history. And. Man, I can't say enough nice things about Harry when I went in there. Yeah. He was super hospitable yeah. and right up front and very, very nice. Um, we've eaten the turduck and we just had our own little fan. Yeah. We ha- passed out some leftovers, uh, <laughs> some extended family, and they've right. loved it. And I don't know what he did with that stuffing inside of there, but that stuff was delicious. Harry, tell us about that stuffing because you were raving about that yourself. <laughs> oh, man, let's say, you know. We know anybody can do a cornbread stuffing. Yeah, yeah, we did a rice and shrimp jambalaya stuffing. You know, we yeah. we blend our own spices. Yeah, and man, we we made that rice up and we stuffed that. We stuffed all around that turkey and all around that duck. And uh, and if Carson, if you could taste all those flavors, then you could thank my mama because my mama can blend some spices. Mama can cook. <laughs> right. On. Yeah, she can. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. So now, now when you you uh, obviously a moment ago you said that you Carson have made your own turducken. What is the difference between what you made and what you tasted coming out of Gulf Shores? Well, Gulf Shores by far and large uh, was way better. Yeah. Uh, moister. My brother and I we were just. What did you say? Sorry. Was it moister? Was it a de- different kind of taste? It just just. I mean. Perfect. Everything yeah. blended together. Yeah. Uh, loved how it was boneless. There wasn't fat in yeah. it or yeah. tendons or anything like that. Yeah. They had it cooked in pan, ready to go. Yeah. We popped it in the oven for a couple hours on some low heat. And, uh, yeah, we can't quit <laughs> raving about it. <laughs> Magnificent. So now when you have that turducken, you're eating it on Thanksgiving, how does the leftovers taste, how does the leftovers taste the next day, two, three days? Because oftentimes, as good as something might be on day one, sometimes the leftovers are even better on day two, three, and four. I On Friday, I ate it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> uh, we, we passed it out. There was only five of us eating yeah. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, Friday, we passed some out uh, to family that didn't come over. And we finished it all up Sunday and uh, ended up freezing a little bit of it. Yeah. Some Ah. of the turkey. Ah, so you'll be able to. And now, as far as the turducken is concerned, Harry, jump in anytime you want, man. But as far as the turducken is concerned, it's made up of chicken, made up of turkey, made up of duck. Is there a a better part to it, uh, or does it just taste all good together? You know, I, I tell you, it, well, the, the thing that brings it together yeah. is the stuffing that's in it, okay? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I think Carson will tell you, a lot of care went into the duck. Uh, we deboned the duck so it was nice and tender. The chicken was nice and tender. Yeah. And then, you know, we put it all in, and we put the, and we put the rice all around it with the flavor, 
Then, of course, we season the turducken, we let it cook, and then we take the foil off and we let it brown. So yeah. it's all together. So you, you don't you don't miss it, uh, you know, but it is all together. And he'll tell you, you're looking at probably 20 to 25 pounds of, of, uh, of, of, of meat and yeah. stuffing, and, and it's, yeah. just, it's just the best thing. So all of my customers that got it really like it. The fire department really liked it. And, and Carson, I am so happy that you won. I'm also so happy that you liked it, too, and you can see – the kind of work that goes in to make it's not a little bit of work, but boy, it's a heck of a treat. Oh, oh, for sure. And I, I love. I mean, you you could just cut the thing in half, and you can see the difference between the duck, chicken, and turkey. And yeah. it, it was easy to separate, uh, and it just great all around. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, and salute to you on the freeze, man. Now, you plan on getting that uh, out at Christmas time out of the freeze, or how are you going to play that? I doubt it makes it that long. Maybe this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you can thank Harry for putting that whole thing together. We just promoted it over here, but uh, Harry's uh, came. Uh, Harry came up with the idea, and Harry's uh, gee, many Christmas the the guy who put that together for you. When you got that, and you saw how big it was. How'd you feel about that, Carson? Uh, eyes were bigger than my stomach. Didn't to do with it at first. <laughs> All right, partner. Hey, we appreciate we 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 appreciate you. Number one, uh, listen to WBGZ and your auntie, who I guess is the one who told you to sure. jump in this sister. All right, uh, jump in this contest here, and of course we salute and we thank with huge gratitude Harry Parker and everybody over there at Gulf Shores for providing this and turning people on to something that may become a tradition. For others, sometime down the line. But Carson Bailey, with great appreciation, sir. Not only we hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, which certainly sounds like you did, but, you know, big blessings to you on the Christmas holiday coming up and definitely a happy new year to you, Carson. We appreciate you being here. Thanks. All right, Harry. Same to you guys. All right, Harry, much love to you, partner. Much love to you and Smash and all the folks over the WBZ. Listen, thank you very much. Uh, a Gulf Shores Restaurant Grill is a family restaurant right here in Edwardsville. And for us to do something like this with the fire department and everybody, we are part of this community, and we want to be a part of the community. And thank you for supporting us, and we'll go out of our way to support you. So thank you. All right, right, Harry. Happy holidays, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Happy holidays, All right.